And um, I would have to say that 2022 was easily the most disappointing of all the years uh, that I've had here in the radio station. Um, and let me put things in perspective from the standpoint that uh, everything was a building up of things. Everything was uh, a place where we were building up, building towards. And I'm going to stop the we. Uh, like I was probably conferring with some people last night and uh, talking with them about it. And I said, well, you know, I, my firm belief is that at no time have I run into somebody who I thought was more interested in me than I was in them. It was always for them, I think, something that they were using this to, you know, sort of help themselves. I mean, we've had, you know, I've done everything I can to help people build their shows, build themselves, build their reputations. I mean, I cannot tell you the number of people I've start, I've done during my 12 years uh, here in the Kiva uh, who I've helped and, and done. And uh, I would probably tell you that no good deed goes unpunished. And, you know, I'm, you're just sort of get to the point where you're through. It's like 12 years is, is enough to do that. And, you know, now for me, I'm more excited. I think I'm more circumspect because I can focus more on the things that I want to focus on, which is me and the radio station. I think by and large, the people who I've been uh, worked with and affiliated with and then tried to do things, you know, I, when I started this, it was sort of at the apex of the, you know, tea party. And then we had Romney come in. And I took this over. I scrapped all the advertising that was on it. I had a crappy signal. Uh, I had an even worse, you know, uh, setup situation because I had to basically write out all these legal wranglings uh, that uh, I had encumbered be based upon the horrible programming that was on. I mean, it was all lifestyle programming. You know, people who were talking about um, travel, uh, lifestyle choices. I mean, it was this really soft, you know, terrible programming stuff that I could not listen to for more than just a couple of minutes, uh, stuff that people would never, you know, set their watches to. It was, it was just noise. And, you know, ironically, that's what, in my opinion, much of what conservative radio, uh, out there has, has become. And that's unfortunate. Someone who enjoys and loves and cares about talk radio as much as I do. I mean, we've seen some really, really bad content overall. And, you know, I, my intent was from the beginning for the 12 years was to help change New Mexico through a radio station where the bottom line was really last. Things first and foremost were to change things for the family that I wanted to have, for the life that I wanted to have in a horrible, horrible place, um, which is your uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And, you know, this all culminates nearly 12 years later in 2022 with the election, re-election uh, for a second term of uh, one Michelle Lujan Grisham, who, by the way, uh, you say what you might about her. I am definitely not a fan, as you know, but... Uh, who will go down as one of the most successful politicians in the history of the state um, from the standpoint of elections, from the standpoint of, of running uh, and, and affecting the change, however bad or good she wanted to go ahead and do. And, and my intent from the beginning was to try and stop that. And the intent of the people who were working with me on my side, their intent was to stop me. 
Uh, so you have what you get. And, you know, I, ironically enough, I start off the show so many times <laughs> with you get what you give and I've given everything I really have. I've, I've given to people that I never even needed to give to in the first place. And, you know, you get tired of people just taking, extracting, you know, I've never wanted to take a dollar from anybody, uh, in, in any way. That's not what I've wanted to do. And, and, uh, you know, I could tell you, um, numerous stories about the people who I've interfaced and interacted with over my time over the last 12 years. And I'm just glad that that chapter, very large chapter is over. And, um, we get to focus on something new in 2023, which I'm excited about. And I'm excited about that for me. You know, my tone today will be very different from my tone tomorrow on the radio. I won't have this type of tone, but I think this puts a stamp um, on the finality of so much of it. Uh, if anybody's trying to do anything at any time alone or trying to think that they're going to affect real change, it's not going to happen in a state like New Mexico. Um, they own every statewide office. They own every congressional office now. Um, we have gotten what we have deserved uh, largely based upon the unwillingness and uncooperativeness of what has come from the right side of the aisle insofar as as it even exists. I don't know that it does exist. You know, that's, I think the larger question here is, does that actually exist? Or are we really in a uniparty state? Um, you know, it comes into some larger questions for all of us as to why we exist the way we exist, why we continue to tolerate and choose. Uh, and, you know, I know a lot of people are saying, we're going to take the fight to them and we're going to, I've done that. I've been through that. I have zero desire to do that any longer, um, based upon a number of factors over the last 12 years. So, um, you know, for all intensive purposes, this radio station, I will focus more on the programming throughout the day and then my show at night, which is not built for Albuquerque. And you have decided that your focus will always continue to be, you know, how many times can we complain about? How many things can we bitch and moan about? How many things can, can I just, you know, talk about how bad New Mexico is? And I'm just not interested in talking about New Mexico. I'm not, uh, it's just so vacant. Uh, the people here on, you know, <laughs> on the right side of the aisle, like I wouldn't elect a one of them, not one. We have zero leadership on that side. And the left is, uh, you know, void of, of any and all value. So, you know, there it is. So you get the, the state that you have wanted, you deserved, you've elected. And um, I won't pretend to know any more about it. Uh, kudos go out to uh, in the year 2022. Uh, really only one candidate, and that would be Mark Ronchetti uh, for him. And uh, in my opinion, his very able and very solid um, leader, uh, I, I should say, campaign manager, Jay McCluskey, who I happen to like quite a bit. Uh, I think that he is a, a very, very solid man who understands a lot of things. I would, well, I would say that him and I are at the same level in a different, different sort of, you know, territories. Um, and we're just going to go ahead and leave that uh, there. So there's so much that I want to get to uh, and that I want to talk about on how I arrived at this, because for many people and you know, I'm not leaving you behind. I'm just doing my own thing. I don't, it's not that I don't care about you. It's just, I need to care about myself. It's not that I don't want to focus on 
you know, what's important. I want to focus on just good programming and I've been able to assemble that and, you know, focus on that going forward. No longer interested in politics. Uh, obviously, you know, I am, was very depressed about that. Uh, I think it's, uh, one thing altogether when I started to see sort of mid October, you know, early October, mid October, when we literally have people on our own side working against us, quitting, um, jumping ship, uh, opportunism, the selfishness, uh, people who don't have children. Uh, like I told you, I will say this a million times to you, and it will, yeah, I don't trust homosexuals and I don't trust people who don't have children. Okay. Period. Period. That is, that is my value. That is my rule. That is something that I will absolutely go to the grave with. I do not trust people without children and I do not trust homosexuals. Okay. Period. In my opinion, they are people who are opportunists at every turn and they will absolutely lie bold faith and they've created lies in their, their entire life. Now we have transsexuals and we have all these other things. I'm not even interested in any of that stuff. Like it's not even something that you couldn't even humor me about. I couldn't be less interested in anything than talking about somebody's sex or as they might refer to it, sexual preference. It's just something to me that's altogether just, you know, whatever dude, whatever man, whatever it is that you want to refer to is entirely up to you. And I don't care about it. It doesn't have any uh, place for me and any interest in me and just keep it away from me and my kids on you and whatever it is that you choose that you want to do. So uh, I will go to grave with that. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. There's so much, I think, wisdom that I've accrued over my lifetime um, that I wish that I could say that I could share with you. But most of uh, what I would share, you would either call me homophobic, you would uh, call me a racist, you would call me a number of things. And you know, that's where all of that will forever exist. However, I believe about my things, I'm unwilling to move uh, off the needle on the things that I've come to know throughout my time. And uh, I don't need to verbalize any of those things uh, beyond that. So um, we'll leave that there. I'd love to, you know, talk about <laughs> the number of people who have uh, all uh, been through the radio station at one time or another over the last uh, 12 years, but there are too many, too, too numerous to mention and, uh, you know, I've done, I've done everything that I've done in spite of them, I should say. Uh, 95% of those people don't find themselves in my medium uh, any longer. Uh, you tried to help these people. They don't take it seriously as a profession. There is no show prep. Uh, they don't read. I think that's the biggest and largest uh, thing that I probably would have to say about many listeners and uh, many people who come on to the radio station, they don't read. Uh, they don't know how to even usurp or drain the content from or extract the content from something as 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 slim and, and non-viable as the Albuquerque Journal, uh, which their important, most important uh, publication for the year happens to be their January 1st, and uh, the rest of the year is just not all that great. So we'll just <laughs> put it that way. Um, so... Let me let me let me start by first saying happy new year to all of you. And uh, after probably the worst year, maybe you have yet to realize that you will have a second successive bad year in many other ways. And you will try to ignore it and you'll try to avoid it. Uh, for those of you who continue to exist on social media, 
um, you're fools. Okay. I'm just going to put that out there. Facebook, um, Twitter, uh, any of these others that are already out there. Well, I've already showed you exactly what they were to abandon them. Now the people who continue to exist, what Instagram, uh, all of those places are useless places to exist. If you haven't vertically integrated and built your own platform, understand that uh, you are part of the worms, uh, if you will. You're the detritus as far as I'm concerned. Uh, those are conversations that are controlled. They no longer exist. They're no longer important. Um, you know, these are things that are basically circulated to create trends, uh, to do programmatic thinking, to get you to think and lead you into different directions. I will tell you surprisingly, um, that I find, uh, TikTok to be amazingly amazing. Follow me here. Cause you're going to learn something amazingly open and some place where you cannot easily just kind of jump into. People aren't going to consume your content. You have to be interesting. You have to have product that you can roll out and something that is somewhat polished. You can't just, uh, you know, type in a few words, put in a few pictures, and then just throw it up there and let, you know, the social media apparatus uh, sort of uh, create something for you. In TikTok, you have to create it for yourself. And I will tell you that the United States government, not to mention a bunch of idiot Republican governors and idiot Democratic governors throughout the rest of this country are going and trying to ban TikTok for no good reason. The reason why, the reason why, and you should know this, the reason why the U.S. government and these people don't want is because they don't know anything about it. This isn't the Communist Party getting in the middle of your information. You aren't sharing information. Nobody is sharing information on TikTok, but a very few people. Oh, you can talk about algorithms as if you even understood what they were in the first place. There's no way for you to come to any sort of firm conclusion about thinking that you might know something. That you might become something that is aware of what's happening on TikTok. You don't know. It's just information. People can use TikTok to digest new information, to get go going with, with other trends and things that the government and corporations don't want you to realize, which is why they're trying to ban it. I'm not sticking up for TikTok, but we have already lost the First Amendment in this country. You've seen that. You've got Sean Hannity and other conservative commentators who are getting sued right now as we speak for ever even uttering the fact that there was a false election, uh, a, a cheated election, that these servers that are out there are no good. Okay, like you can't talk about this. I'm going to I'm going to hit you with another truth here: is that Michelle Obama will be your president in 2024. It's going to happen, and there is nothing that you can do to stop it. You can run all the Ron DeSantis's you want in the world. And they've already showed you that they are going to make Michelle Obama the next president of the United States. You're just not seeing that. You don't know that you're being programmed for that. Like, start to understand the way things in which they are happening. This little radio station has been illuminating truthfully what has been happening out there. And you haven't wanted to listen to it or act upon it. So there's nothing else for me to do. I would be a stupid man 
if I wanted to continue to do my show from four to seven every day and act like it made a difference. Because in my opinion, that was wasted time for me, other than me honing my craft, doing something for me. So since that that's what you want to do, I'm now just going to focus on me. I, I, I refuse to do any sort of political organization whatsoever. I have zero interest in doing any political organization whatsoever. I think it's a colossal waste of time. I would do political organization if it was going to make me a rich man. If I were Jay McCluskey, I'd say, you know what? I'm going to get all these people all worked up on false hopes and thinking that they can do whatever it is that they're going to do and that they're actually going to affect change and they're going to remove Michelle Lujan Grisham. And then I'm going to make $5 million, $10 million, $20 million. I think that's a good business. I think that is a great business if that's something that you want to do. Go do political organizations, get people hopped up on stuff. I mean, get people following. I mean, that's what sells. That's what sells. To me, it's something I could not do, okay? For me, for my own personal reasons, right? I could not sell somebody false hope. I could not mislead people in the wrong direction. It's not something that I am capable of doing. It's just not. I don't sit there and keep tabs on all the things that I've said and how I'm going to go ahead and, and, and steer and manipulate and push these people to do these types of things. I'm not going to do that. Okay. I jumped in at the right times for the right reasons. And I have nothing to show for that. Other than to say that I tried. That's where I get to leave it. Okay. Now you can't find another person who has sacrificed or done more or tried to help people more in the public sphere. Now, imagine how stupid the Republican Party has become to, to literally find the one guy who is willing to go ahead and amplify your message and help you, and yet you battle him from the very, very beginning. And he's got an entire radio station. You're like, well, you know what? We're going to attack the guy who's trying to amplify our message and help every one of our candidates. We're going to continue to attack him all the way through. Like, you cannot find a person stupid enough to execute that type of strategy again in the history of the state of New Mexico. You just won't find it, okay? If I found somebody who was willing to help me, guess what I would do? I would say, thanks for the help. What can I do so I can further help you? Let's help each other. Let's grow. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about us. It's about our cause. That's not what has happened. That is not what has happened. So, you know, does it make people angry and upset? And they say, you scratch your head. Well, what's wrong? Well, why can't things work? Well, I mean, let's just go back to registration. now. Let's see if parties actually work or if they're actually worth your time in 2023. The actual uh, answer to that would surprise you. Parties are now useless. It's the people versus the party officially. And there's a, there's a book about it. So many of those Republicans are on such good terms with those Democrats and those Democrats like some of those Republicans and both of them are interested in one thing and one thing only to control people and look for power. I'm not that kind of person. I have no interest in any of that. These are people who don't have power, who don't have meaning in their life. All right. They're actual psychopaths. They, if, if they could violently take you out, they would and if they could, they have already done it. Think about that for a second. What is this guy? Andrew Tate, okay? 
Nobody even knows who the hell this guy is, with the exception of the fact that everybody's on TikTok. Nearly 60% of all internet traffic now in the world is TikTok traffic in one form or another, either shared or just through TikTok itself. It's crazy how much people are consuming. And there's a sort of, mono, uh, uh, sort of monotony that's going on on TikTok. A lot of people are seeing the same thing. So the face of toxic masculinity has become one Andrew Tate. Now, he's a, a brazen, sort of sharp-tongued poet, if you will, who's uh, making promulgations about what he thinks needs to be changed culturally in this world. And he went out there with him and his brother and talking about family and bonding and brotherhood and what a man will do and what a man should be and all of these things. And if you ask anybody who's never watched any one of his videos, not a one, they will tell you that he is a woman hater. That's the first thing they will tell you without having ever watched a single thing because they will have heard what somebody else has told them on some other social network, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, okay? And then you know that those platforms have worked diligently to create the reputation to create the wrapping around the guy of who he is. Now, he's not. Now, they went after, they tried to discredit him, as he'll tell you famously, okay? First, they try to discredit you. Then they jail you. Then they kill you, okay? Now, when I tell you that there's no freedom in the world, there truly is no freedom in this world, okay? There's none, zero, zilch, okay? If you're on any social platform expressing yourself, there is no freedom in that. You have a password that's run by one of those social media networks, and if you're looking to them for free speech, you're an idiot. You are a idiot, okay? Most of the stuff on radio, you can't consider free speech. Most of these big corporate guys, they're run by corporations who give, give their stamp of approval. And ultimately, if they step out of the bounds of what they should or shouldn't say, then what happens? They get pulled back, fired, removed, uh, censured, or threatened, right? So free speech does not exist on a lot of different radio, right? Not here, of course. I mean, I, I don't have to worry about someone coming in and censure me. They'll just, hey, we can't censure the guy. So we're going to take out his radio station at the top of the mountain. We're going to remove his FM. We're going to go after his AM on election day. We're going to do whatever we can to silence him. Okay. That's how that happens to me. But that's a, that's a different matter. But this Andrew Tate, they went and they found him and they manufactured something. In my opinion, this is going to be true. They manufactured something because remember, it's his word against a woman. And because he's come out so hard, it's easy to believe the things that he is going to be accused of or has been accused of along with his brother. So you look at yourself and say, well, do I want to step out on that plank and take a risk and, you know, be the type of talk, tough talking person to take on a world government, to take on, you know, these large scale institutions to offer my opinions up. Well, that's what happens when you step out and you actually are having a large amount of impact or influence. Okay. So we're going to leave Andrew Tate right there. And now we're going to move over here to the right side, which uh, now the right has now somehow <laughs> integrated one of the largest idiot a-holes in the history of this country. His name is Elon Musk. 
The man has no direction. He has reaction. He is not a strategic thinker, okay? He was forced into a buy with money that he didn't make after being subsidized by governments throughout the world to manufacture a unit, a vehicle, which has lost 60% of its value, by the way, which would be your Tesla vehicle, okay? So that he could go and buy something that was completely and totally worthless for information, something that you already knew from the beginning that I have been telling you. There's no reason to be on a Twitter platform. If you're, if you're so hungry, if you're so incredibly hungry to give free speech, to state your opinions, that you're willing to spend billions of dollars, in my opinion, you never had the power in the first place. The man on the, home, on the, on the corner flashing a homeless side about his opinions or cutting a joke so he has more freedom of speech than the person on that platform because he doesn't have to go anywhere. He can stand on the corner and give his opinion. In my opinion, there's more impact in that man than there is on anybody that's out there on Twitter. Radio, very powerful. However, are you still even plugged in any longer? My contention is that you are less plugged in now more than ever because you've given up. You were waiting for me to carry the water. You were waiting for Donald Trump to carry the water. You were waiting for, I don't know, the governor of Florida, who's still a government employee, to carry the water for you. When are you going to carry the water? When the government comes knocking on your door and says, you know what? I don't like your opinions, Andrew Tate, that you're putting on this platform, this platform, this platform. You're having too much impact. And then will you think about standing up for yourself or standing up for others? Because that's what I've been doing for 12 years. And I see the complete and total meaninglessness in all of it. You get nowhere. You get absolutely nowhere for knowing things that other people don't. You get absolutely nowhere for being right about your predictions. You get absolutely nowhere for any of those things. Understand that the government is now in control completely, top to bottom, top to bottom. There is no way that I could more make that more evident in your own life. Everything, everything for the last nearly three years. 1,450 days, roughly, 60 days, whatever it happens to be, has been controlled by the government. You've been waiting for the government to tell you if you're opened or closed, if you should be sick or you should not be sick, if you should put something in your body or if you shouldn't put something in your body, if you could say something or if you don't want to say something because the government told you you shouldn't say something. You don't exist. Your life is meaningless. You're living for the joys that you provided for in your own life. You're living for the joys of your family. Who knows how long you'll have to be able to enjoy that. You're living for the joys of the flesh, your relationship with a significant other. You're, you're, you're living for the relationship of your mind, right? 
watching movies, consuming things that you hope side that are outside of the sort of mainstream. I'm going to talk about that in, in a second when it comes to the programmatic thinking that's going on, that's telling you that, yo, you think you have a choice. Oh, you didn't know that that choice was already made for you. Okay. And you have to be, you have to be aware. Okay. Now I wish I could talk to a national audience the way that I'm talking right now. These are not the things that I'm going to be talking about. Right. This is not the type of conversation that that audience will have an opportunity to talk about. Okay. Because I'm going to be hitting on tomorrow's news the night before. And people are going to be well aware of what's going on and they're going to be prepared because that's the most that you can do. Everything starts cycling so fast. That's just the way it is. Okay. And things are out of control, but there's sort of this large hand that's sort of carrying everything right now. Right. And you don't know where it's taking you, which is why you've done everything that somebody else or some other entity or some other institution or your job or your boss or your friends or someone who's well-read. I'm expecting someone else to give me all the answers because they read the book, they did the research, and I'm going to go ahead and splatter it on social media as if it actually made some sort of sense to me. But it sounds kind of cool and it might impress a few people and get a couple of thumbs up or get a, a few retweets. Meaningless. All of it is meaningless. 1,000% of it. You're already mulch and worm food. And on that note, there's two movies. Two movies which you can uh, consume. Now, I'm not a movie guy, okay? But a lot of the programmatic thinking that happens in the world is happening because of what's inserted in movies, okay? They get you, they introduce ideas, right? Things, uh, you know, tomorrow's the future, and then it happens 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, okay? We are in a worldwide suicide mission right now. This is Armageddon, but by other means. They're not going to come and drop a large bomb, and they would have already done that, okay? not going to happen. You aren't going to say a large scale, something that would create an opportunity for people to come together. See, the worst part about this whole thing is they, whoever they are, right? Whoever's behind the curtain, you know, the wizards that are behind, they, and you need to understand this, they have a gigantic fear of one thing and one thing only, which they prevented all along. It's real easy. They have prevented you from coming together. They've got you to come together, but doing what they want you to do to come together under the guise of their truth, their programming, right? We're all staying in. We're not going there. You, uh, Southwest Airlines is all shutting down. I'm going to get to that uh, as well. Make sure you guys remind me of that. The, the few people who are listening, okay? Because there's really only a few people just the way I want it. I'm going to recreate everything from the beginning and do it all over again. It's what you do. When things have reached their logical end, you throw it in the trash and you start over. That's what you do. And you take what you've learned from the previous 12 years in my case, maybe it's 12 months for somebody else, maybe it's 1,200 years for somebody else. Whatever it happens to be, my timeline happened to be 12 years. And you throw it out. 
So this pro programmatic thinking where ideas get introduced to you and you're like, huh, okay, I can see that. And then like a drug that gets inserted into your brain. And all of a sudden you're like, why am I having those thoughts? Why am I having that dream? Why am I thinking this way? And you're like, well, you know what? I have free thoughts and, you know, I listen to things and, you know, they're all my own thoughts. Like, no, stop. They're not your own thoughts. You aren't listening to yourself. You haven't heard yourself in 10, 20, 30, 50 years. You're too busy worried about what other people are telling you to do. And then you're adopting those thoughts. And then you're branding yourself as if they're your own thoughts. I know that they are not your own thoughts. I know what your thoughts are, just like the government knows what your thoughts are. And when they don't know or they can't close the gap, guess what? They listen in. And then they get a better idea of whether or not that that person's truly a threat to them and their existence. Because ultimately, if they can keep you, got to keep them separated. If you can keep them separated and prevent you from all talking, working, communing while we, right? If I keep four other people in the room and I tell them all four different things and tell them four different truths, that's called manipulation, right? Even though the, the, the truth is only, there could be a fifth thing that's in there. But I got all these people thinking four different things at any one time, right? And how do I keep them controlled? Well, I prevent them from interacting with one another. And that's exactly what has happened. These people have stopped talking to each other, all right? And then you insert fear. You unleash fear. Best way for paralysis, insert fear. These people believe whatever their truth happens to be. And then when you try and tell them days, months, years later, that that particular fear, quote unquote, fear is unfounded. What will those four people in those separate, separate rooms have all been told something completely different? They will, they'll be incredulous that the person, this is what's called Stockholm syndrome, their captor, they would be incredulous that that person would have lied to them, that they aren't capable of doing that because they themselves aren't capable of doing that because they have been captured. It's a very simple thing. So, all right, how many different theaters? I don't know, there's a Century 24. 24 different rooms, okay? 24 different thought insertions. Could be comical, insert a little comedy, could be a musical, could be a horror film, could be all these different things. But people are going there in a very abstract way to extract something for, to take them away, to transport them to some other place, right? Or to get them thinking. In my case, I love documentaries, right? I like to think through movies, right? I also can't consume a movie within two hours all at one sitting. It's very difficult for me to do that, all right? Because I've, I've got too many thoughts that are coming in in the first 20, 30, 50 minutes, all right? Now, follow me here, because this is really important. Epic. Era, eon, aging, age. You have to think of the spirit of the day. The lines of communication via internet, via radio, via all these different mediums are being controlled. They're all controlled. Everything's, uh, you know, approved by mother or this agency or that agency, all right? All those agencies are working very, very hard 
to work together cohesively so that they can have a sort of congruence, right? A, a, a harmony, if you will, of thoughts and ideas so that they can shape and control ultimately of what's going on, all right? So everyone's been waiting for the other shoe to drop. Oh, this year is going to get worse. Oh, I don't know how much more I can take of this. Um, you may have uh, recently come out of, um, I don't know, some sort of dinner, lunch with somebody and why everybody gets together. And you guys all realize that when you get together, you come from different sides of, of thinking. You're like, well, how do we all come at different sides of thinking this whole same you know, problem that we're, saying, we're looking at? Oh, it's because we don't want to believe that the places, Fox News, CNN, PBS, KOAT, whatever, are lying to us or telling us misinformation. There truly is only one truth in anything, right? Now you need to figure out whether or not you're willing to pay attention to it. So you could separate them however you want to go ahead and separate them. All these thought insertions come in. And what is now very pervasive is this collective world suicide. This sense of doom, right? The one that pushes out the light, the one that pushes out Christ, the one that pushes out any Judeo-Christian, redeeming, redemptive, born again, oh, I could be washed away with the new year, with uh, Jesus died for my sins, all that thinking. They want you to just get away from it. Anything that might give you hope. Hope has been crushed. And you need to really evaluate your own personal values because the values that are being illuminated here on TV, oh, things were so much better. Don't you know the previous generations had it better? We had Walter Cronkite and Barbara Walters and, you know, uh, the, the Catholic Church was such a, an amazing institution. All these places, false, 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 false. All of it. The whole entirety of it has been built on lies in an attempt to control you and make you believe that you somehow have some level of freedom in your own life, and you do not, all right? The only freedom that you truly have, again, okay, is your own personal existence and where you find life and in meaning. Because it's not going to be in politics, my friends. There is no meaning in politics, yet all of the most meaningful things in the world are controlled by the very meaningless things that I just told you about. What's the greatest thing, the greatest way for me to, or any agency, any group, any institution to keep control of things? I keep changing them. If someone can continue to change either the backdrop or the variables and anything and keep you guessing. Well, not only say it, everything's okay. 57 different genders. Well, we now, we learn that perspective is, is, is now this. <laughs> then I can keep control of your thinking because you're not at the end of that thought pattern. So in the epoch, we have this collective suicide going on. What's it going to be? What's the next pandemic? What is going to be happening in Russia? What's going to happen in Ukraine? What's going to be happening around the world with China and Taiwan? Well, we got to keep them guessing. We're not really sure, but we can keep things frozen long enough 
to keep us in control to a time that we can drop it or we can control most of the detritus that comes out of that. That's what they're ultimately aiming for. That's right, folks. We're all sitting here, 8 billion of us now, in a giant Petri dish. Yes, 2022, we, we crossed the 8 billion threshold somehow amidst all of this. In spite of COVID, in spite of declining population uh, throughout um, or, or birth uh, rates throughout uh, most of the world, we somehow got to 8, million, 8 billion people, excuse me. So what is radio? So what is TV? So what is your phone? What are these things that are giving us our sense of busyness, meaning, I don't know, that are strangulating our ideas about ourselves? Truly, you pick this up, you learn less about yourself. You watch the TV, you learn less about yourself. Because you don't know everything that has previously been inserted into you has gotten you to this place that they're currently steering you to. Okay. I would uh, compare this particular time to an era 100 years ago in art. In fact, I'll look it up now. It's called Dadaism. And there's something. Dada was an art movement formed during the First World War in Zurich in negative reaction to the horrors and the folly of the war. The art, poetry, and performance produced by Dada artists is often satirical and nonsensical in nature, but with a reason. Because without life, without order, without hierarchy, without a sense of purpose, without hope, 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 most important word in the English language, in my opinion, is hope. What do you hope for? Everything, everything is in hope. What are you hoping for? Okay. And you have to understand that that's fleeting. You have to understand that that's like time. You, you are not that important. You're only going to exist for a finite. In the blink of an eye is what you are in the history of the world. That's the amount of time your life occupies. You have to make the determination that your life means something to you. And once you come to that conclusion, I believe that that is when you start living your own life. We have not yet begun to do so because we're searching for solutions outside of ourselves on TV, on radio, on movies, on every other place, every other place. Rush Limbaugh died at the age of 71. Is his life meaningful today? Yes. Why? What did he provide? He provided direction and value and he set the bar for what things should be. What's not happening any longer are conversations about the things that are happening around us. Many of you wouldn't even have any idea whatsoever, whatsoever, that there were more regulations passed in the last two years than at any time in the history of this country. There are more lockdowns and restrictions and regulations, and you're now people are now starting to determine that we're chattel. Four million of you decided to go ahead and extract yourself and not become chattel anymore. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look it up. I don't have the time to explain that to you, nor do I have the process. These are things you're going to have to do on your own. At some point, you're going to have to quiet the TV and quiet your fantasy football and your bullcrap NFL and all of the busyness that are all nothing but distractions that are keeping you 
from delving to a level within yourself. And there's a reason why I'm incredibly insecure about stuff. Because the more I know, the more I don't know. And you should feel that fearful of not knowing something as opposed to, well, I have all the answers. Don't you know what they exist in the Republican Party? I've been there for years. This is the way it's done. Nothing could be less uncertain. Nothing could be more fleeting than the pursuit of power. Nothing could be more inebriating than the consumption of actual power. And what is actual power? Being able to control, not influence. That's not power, okay? You have to choose. Would you rather influence or would you rather control, right? Influence is not control. Influence is a direction. Andrew Tate, direction, right? Uh, Elon Musk, influence, but now really looking for more power. Okay? He doesn't know if he wants to be influence or power. He's, he's really confused. I've got so much money. I'm this guy. I'm going to believe what everybody else tells about me. And then I'm going to go and try and expose it on the other side. Like he's lost. He's driftwood. And if you're following Elon Musk, you're lost. Okay. The Twitter files. Nothing that we're going to tell you. He's going to learn in there that wasn't already told to you ahead of time. You did not need to spend $45 billion. All right. I don't want to go off on that tangent. I want to bring it back here. Really focus on things going forward because you have a year to live or a day to live, or the next 100 years to live. We don't know, okay? But I do know that your life has to be meaningful, just like my life has to be meaningful. I thought we were running a meaningful radio station, and my intent was to use Kiva to affect political change so we wouldn't reach 100 years. And that might still happen, but it's not going to happen the way that it was designed to happen because I didn't know better. I thought everybody who is wearing the same jersey, the same colors, part of the same party, was all on the same side. And that is definitely not the case. There are no choices. There's the illusion of choice, but inevitably ends up at the same finish. The same finish. So what is that finish? Well, the culmination of 2022 and the absurdity of the Dada, if you will, Dadaism, the nonsensical part of all this stuff is the fact that we're willing to endure horrors and maladies. You know what that word means. I'm hopefully many of you read bad things. And in spite of them, still make the same choices or be okay as if nothing happened. It's sort of as if, and let me, let me, let me tell you about the epoch and the movie part back again. Okay. Because there's two movies I didn't get to. <laughs> you have to watch this movie called The Menu. I'll give you the premise of the movie. Ray Fiennes, who himself is... Um, Part of the quote-unquote Illuminati. He was uh, in the black book of Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein with Mossad, no doubt. Uh, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, you know, looking for uh, to seek daddy's approval. She had to go out and do a do a, do a bit of fetching, will you, uh, of the young ladies so that they could use them as uh, honeypots for the very rich and the very powerful so we can get, like, you know, more and more people and have control, right? 
You can control these people and blackmail these people. These people care about their reputation. So, you know, if you just open that up a little bit wider, you know, just kind of broaden your horizons on that, then you can see how the, the rest of the world works just like that. Okay. So Ray Fiennes, he's, he's the, the, the shit in this movie. And the, the, uh, I believe the, the name of the restaurant is called the Hawthorne. And, uh, it's quite the exquisite, you know, very uber contemporary. You have to take a ship, a boat out to it. And it's got these rave reviews. And so, um, the, the brilliance of, of, of the movie is in its construct of the intent of the man who's playing the puppet master, who would be Ray Fiennes, uh, who is in no way very happy about his life. He has come to understand a certain amount about his life, his world, and his place in it. And that's a very dangerous place, okay? Uh, because somebody who has the means uh, will affect something in a very sociopathic or psychopathic way, one way or another. And that's exactly what he sets out to do. And he invites a chosen select list of people to their ultimate dining event. And uh, we'll leave it there so that there isn't a spoiler. But um, <clears throat> it's interesting when the invitees to uh, said event are also part of the menu. Okay. <laughs> I'll leave it there. Um, it's, it's a delicious film, if you will, but again, we'll leave it right there. And just so you can kind of take away, it takes away the horror and really elaborates on the fact that people don't have a problem with people dying. Isn't that strange? I find that to be the strangest thing. When a life is over, it is over. Fiend, done. Bye-bye. Forever. There's no redemptive, he's in a better place. There's no anything. Life is over. Okay? On this earth. Now, for us Christians, we're different, right? We feel very, very, very different about things, right? In all of it, um, you know, we know that there's another life for us. Uh, we have a belief. We have uh, something cosmically, if you will, that we've come from, something that is way beyond our ability to uh, sort of <clears throat> explain, digest. But we know deep down what we believe, right? We know the truth, right? We, we know that. And so we, we have that for us. We, we, we can be okay in all of that, all right? and find some level of purpose on, on that. Um, I will also say that I recently, um, my kids and I just got virtual reality uh, goggles, which gives you these 360 degree 12K videos, which you're like journeying out into the Andromeda galaxy, or you know, you're going to uh, the uh, Angel Falls, Venezuela, the highest waterfall in the world, and you're touring around that. And that puts you in sort of like a godlike mode because you get to experience things on such a plane that it takes you out, takes you out of your just mundane day to day, you know, go to work and make the dunes, come home. You know, like you get out of that. And that is a very, very good place to be. I highly recommend, recommend those uh, goggles and I will tell you about them. And you definitely want to get this. It will definitely change your life. Something you should definitely do. Okay. So the first movie is The Menu. 
And the bottom line for me was, and I'm seeing this more and more, is it's designing incredible ways for people to die. It's, it's, it's indulging and creating in the death of people. And this is part of the death cult. Now, let me uh, say something here. And you're, you're, you're getting a lot, if you're taking notes, if you're just listening, thinking I'm babbling on about stuff, like these are things that I think about daily, right? You know, days of the week, colors, and all sorts of things. There's this sort of harmony uh, that's in the universe or things that are in the calendar. We all got new calendars right today. Uh, many of my listeners have been receiving calendars for like the last, I don't know, two, two, three weeks. I've been sending those out. Um, the calendar is sort of like a fictitious type thing, but it's also very scientific, very perfect, very, but, but it's man-made, right? And, and for, for so many of you who got through the Christmas season, and by the way, we're still in the Christmas season because the 12 days of Christmas, um, many of you don't know this because, oh, I just celebrate Christmas. It's all about gift giving. And Jesus was born on the 25th. I'm like, all that's baloney, okay? Jesus was born on April 17th, minus six BC. So cut out this BC uh, AD crap too, all right? You don't know what you're talking about. You do some, any, any level of historical reading, if you've studied the Greeks, if you study the Romans, if you understand time, you understand calendaring, you understand all these things, you will know these things, all right? Jesus died on April the 28th, 28 AD. Not December 25th and April whatever that people come up with. He died on April 28th, okay? These were constructs that were, that were created so that they could proselytize and convert Romans into Christians. At a later time, of course, once it took about 350 years to get through all of that stuff and all the various Roman emperors, you know, couldn't put that down, which is what makes Christianity so amazing, right? It survived through that. It survived through the dark ages. Then it became something that, and, and now it's like this personal testimony. And that, that's a whole other story. Okay. So let's just, just, let's just talk about the calendar for, for a moment here. Okay. Those calendars are not right. Your understanding of what's actually happening during that time, we are celebrating that week before Christmas, Saturnalia. People, well, I don't know what Saturnalia is. Saturnalia uh, traditionally runs from about the December, uh, the 17th of December to the 22nd of December, 22nd, 23rd. And, and that's very perfect, right? That's a very perfect day, right? There's a reason why. And you have to understand this when you start understanding how things are organized and set. So, you know, as we go to winter, the shortest day of the year is December 21st. It's also the darkest day of the year, right? But what happens with the sun? The sun literally stops. If you were to track the sun, as I often do on my phone or the moon or the stars, and you see where it's located, you notice that the sun doesn't move for three days. It doesn't move. Stays in the same place, same trajectory. Like if you go back, you look at the days and the times, the sunrise and sunset, set, set. That has been going on for thousands upon thousands of years. The God set. It's a war between the sun and the set. Okay. Then the calendar was created. Someone had to organize these thoughts, turn it into a workday. Why is there seven days? Well, you can go back to, you know, Egyptian time. Start to understand that. Cycles of 28, the moon. So you start to understand that. Back to the calendar. 17th through the 22nd is Saturnalia. From the 22nd to the 25th, the sun doesn't move. Christ is risen on the 25th. 
Christ's birth on the 25th because the sun starts moving into the opposite direction. That's why that was chosen. The 12 days of Christmas start on the 26th, and they go all the way to the Three Kings Day, which in Latin America and many other places, you know, Greek Orthodox, that's actually when they do the gift giving. Not when America does all the gift giving. Oh, we got to run Black Friday, you know, Cyber Saturday. I don't even know what they are. Cyber Monday, right? Small Business Saturday. They have all these ridiculous ideas about the constructs about what we have created for ourselves, which are all illusions that everybody celebrates, but we're really good at groupthink. Going back and forth, time to make the donuts. They told us on this and this, and this is the way the world is working. This is disruptive thinking. That's a very, that's a very positive, positive word, right? Right now, positive, because they're starting to insert that, right? They insert that in your Netflix, this Glass Onion movie. We're disruptors. But he's also showing, that's a, that's a third movie, I should say. The second movie is The Invitation. Right? It's about sacrifice about things and that people have always known and always knew. And it's funny because a lot of people are watching, you know, the menu and the invitation and the, the glass onion. And it's all creative ways of, of, of murder or getting away with it or sacrifice or suicide or all of these things. Okay. And I'm going to stop you there because there's actually two movies, in my opinion, if you could take the time to digest them, that I think would be so incredibly good for you to understand, to tell you how delicate and perfect and wonderful it is to be in this life at this time. And the, the, the movie, one is called Far Away So Close. Both of them are Wim Wenders uh, films. And the other one is... Uh, I'm, it's escaping me for, for the life of me. I can't think of it. its wings. Um, I just, I've just finished watching it for like the third time. It's the, the previous film to far away. So close. And it's about these angels, these angels who have been watching all of the things that have been happening throughout history, going back thousands upon thousands of years. Heck the way they speak, it almost sounds like they were there with a primordial suit at a time when the big bang came around, like they, they had that level of knowledge and understanding. And I, I listened and I watched the movie and the, one of the angels decides that he wants to become human, to feel, to, to, to inhale a cigar, to, you know, taste coffee, to feel a woman, to live a life. And I, It'll take everything for you to be able to realize that the spiritual plane, the extra dimension, however you want to refer to that, is something that is very real that is happening around us all the time. And I believe for me that exists around me and my child and my children, regardless of what happens to me or to them or even to you that there is this other group of beings that are keeping things together, right? And they see things and they're, a lot of Catholics would say they're saints, right? Or, or we would say it's our relationship with Jesus Christ or how we feel or what we do. And I need for you to understand going into 2023, 
that your life has meaning. That your life has meaning. Because we are crossing an existential plane for which there's no return. You will be challenged over the next seven years. And I'm talking to you in a very philosophical way. Whether you believe there's a God or don't. Whether you believe in something beyond yourself or whether you don't. You are going to be challenged based upon the events of the things that are going to be happening to you and to this world. To make a determination about your place in it and how you will be remembered insofar as this world can will even be remembered. You must start thinking about those things for yourself because there's literally nothing else, not one thing that's going to help you make a better decision about your own life, which also includes how you vote. Yes, ultimately to how you vote and how you think about things. That you're not allowing yourself to be branded like some cattle or being propertized like some chattel, but that you're ultimately as a conscious being making the concerted effort to make choices on your own behalf not because of a party, not because of a person, not because of any other thing, but to actually be a free thinker, to be somebody who says, you know, I'm mad as hell, I'm not going to take it anymore. Yes, there's a lot of truth in that. You shouldn't be taking it. But ultimately, so many of you are. Because you don't know what to think. Because you're so busy listening to what everybody else is telling you to think. And I'm asking you, the very few people, maybe one, two, three, five, ten, hundred thousand, it wouldn't matter. I'm, I'm doing this today for as, as much for me as I am for you. This is an internal conversation externally. I am clear in my thinking. I would love to wash stuff away, but no longer have that desire to wash it away because where I fell that I failed, I tried to drown away the memories of that with alcohol. We all have ways of self-medicating. We all have ways of taking care of things. How about an internal conversation with yourself, a conversation maybe with Christ, maybe a conversation with somebody that you know that you can trust that instead of them just being judgmental, but they can be judgmental, circumspect, and they can also provide you a good avenue to explore some ideas. Someone who's not going to say, I'm not, I, I, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do this just because someone told me it's a good idea. And the other side of that is, well, I'm not going to just jump on something because everyone is, is thinking that it's a great idea to do. To actually make conscious of choices conscious choices as to why you're choosing to do so. Whatever it is that you're doing. 550-5500, I will allow you guys to text me now. And um, yes, there will be no more Alex Jones. I'm uh, done with the Crusades. You can certainly find what you need wherever you need it. Uh, Eddie, it took a while, but you're on track. Good job. Eddie's news has been controlled since I was a kid in the 50s. 
probably before, but I was not there to witness it. You're on it, Mr. Aragon. Happy New Year, Eddie. Manuel here. The Kiva is going to be on in 2023. Just listening. Yes. Happy New Year to you, Eddie. Hope everything goes well for you in 23 and that your business gets bigger and better. Wishing you good health and much happiness. Mike Centul. Can't tell you what a big deal that that is to get that text from the person my Nana and Tata used to, uh, my grandparents used to listen to. And, <clears throat> you know, so many people have asked me, it's like, why, why, why would you continue to live here? I live here because I live here. Is where I've always lived. It's not my place to live. I live across the street from the place I grew up, across the hospital where I was born, down street from the university which I attended, right by not too far from the high school where I went to high school from, in the state from which my ancestors came through 12 generations ago. I don't know. <laughs> I think the person who can be more well-footed in the place in which he grow, grows up can learn a lot more than by moving around and seeing the entire world. I firmly believe that. Firmly believe that. Um, let me forward these phones if you want. Uh, I don't expect any phone calls, so just so you know. This is not a time I'm generally on. Um, I don't want Alex on my station anymore. Uh, I do want to talk about some... Interesting things, at least to me, 550, 5500, just to turn it on, just in case you're interested at all in interfacing on any of this stuff. All right, so I looked at the Sunday Journal, the New Mexico's leading news source here, and it says, from the newsroom. I didn't realize they had a newsroom, but I'm glad that they do have it. And uh, I asked my parents, who I went to go visit this morning, um, you know, they're having the, uh, not the Navy, black beans, not black beans, what are they called? Black-eyed peas, black-eyed peas. They're having that, and I think my mom is probably listening. Uh, it said, uh, from the newsroom, devastating wildfires, including the worst wildfire in the state history, lead the list of top stories in the journal's 2022 year interview. So, um, you look at that and you start to ask yourself, well, you know, how did that all happen? Well, I happen to know a little something about that. And a little bit that I did know is you had somebody who was wanted to make a name for herself at the, uh, forest service, uh, the times at which the fire took place was not a traditional time. You know, they don't normally light fires at the end of April, beginning of May, uh, when the winds are kicking up, but they decided to go ahead and do that. So um, there was uh, definitively a human hand in the midst of all that. Uh, prior to that, for the previous month, month and a half, they were drinking uh, uh, trenches and burn lines and all of that. And so you might remember I had my good friend uh, David Velasquez uh, here on the air with me, and he was talking about um, how that the federal government, Michelle Lujan Grisham, and everybody just sort of left them for dead. Well, you can see it just didn't matter because it's about information. If you control the information and you control how people digest it, the majority of people are going to turn out. They're not going to just flip over and say, hey, you know what? Uh, we need to get her out of office. She, be, she also became the victim uh, along with uh, much of northern New Mexico. And, I mean, she's very masterful in the fact that she is able to control these things. I'm not saying that in a complimentary way at all. But uh, when you control enough of the information and you're making, you're willing to make heads roll uh, on anybody who might sort of take issue with you uh, or what have you, uh, then you're able to sort of uh, 
manage the narrative. And that's exactly what Michelle Lujan Grisham uh, did in 2022. So not hard to see that. Uh, no surprise there, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, she uh, continued to become uh, governor. It was going to be a, a tough stretch for Ron Ketty to do it. Uh, I thought he could have definitely uh, pulled it out, but you know, there's other elements at play. Mark's, uh, in my opinion, was a great candidate, a great man. Um, sad to say that uh, he did not make it uh, through to be our next governor. It says, after pay, says New Mexicans will no longer be able to use the buy now, pay later. Uh, as of January 1st, citing regulatory changes, of course. New Mexico being a petri dish for all things that's uh, being tested. This would become one of those things uh, that's an extended credit uh, type of thing. Uh, and uh, they have something called Claren, Clara, I think is what it's called. Where someone said you can manage your payments, so they're not allowing that uh, uh, happening as well in the state of New Mexico. Let's see. Um, time to turn that Christmas tree into an ex-Christmas tree. No, uh, if you're truly Christian uh, or celebrating the Saturnalia or whatever, and uh, you know, really getting through the 12 days of Christmas, uh, traditional Christians um, under the Catholic development should not be taking down their Christmas trees until the 6th of January. So three Kings day. So just a little, little note there. Uh, don't need to take that down on the first of the year. I know a lot of people, you know, try to do that. Congratulations to the Lobos. Got to 14 or no, they beat Wyoming by one. Um, here's some news on that. Just so you know, I mean, what's really great about this right now is like, you guys weren't expecting to be on there, but Patino won't be here for very long. So, um, his partner, his business partner, uh, was, um, Jamal Mashburn senior and his business, his business, uh, partner, they own dealerships. And remember he just lost his assistant coach last year, which I happen to know personally. And he is part of the college recruiting for basketball. Uh, he finds the very best, tremendous man, good person. Son's a, one of a friend of, of my son's long story short, uh, Patino, um, let's say they get to the NCAA and make it to the sweet 16. Patino won't be here. Uh, we don't have the money to pay him the money that he will need. And, uh, one of his best friends is, uh, basically a headhunter could find any job that he wants in the entire country, uh, when he needs. So, uh, because Jamal Mashburn's son is on the team, they've run 14 and 0 against a very sad week conference, uh, uh, schedule that's coming up. The Lobos are likely to win, pull it out. They might go 25 and like four, uh, and looking at the whole schedule, I was kind of, kind of going through all of that. And you see some of the other, you know, quote unquote conference, uh, you know, <laughs> teams, if you could even call them that this might be one of those lightning in the bottle years. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Bettina will not be here, uh, in my opinion, past uh, 2024 at best, if not next year, depending upon what happens. So he's here to see uh, young Jamal Mashburn through, get through what he's going to get through. Um, the uh, athletic director as well, uh, Eddie Nunez, he's already looking for a job to get out of here as well. You know, they want to go out on a high note. Um, they've been run into the ground by Michelle Lujan Grisham. So a little inside baseball there for you uh, folks uh, out there uh, for we're expecting big things in this program. This is going to be, I could just see the University of New Mexico becoming a predominant bas men's basketball program. Look, we're filling up the pit, the pit again. There's no amount of money that's going to keep uh, young Patino uh, here. Um, and there's no amount of uh, success that is going to uh, beat or keep or create a University of New Mexico Lobos basketball program, the likes uh, of which we had the opportunity to achieve 
in a prepayment era. So in this post-payment year, uh, Mashburn has a great year. Uh, he's likely to just pick up and uh, hop out into the NBA. I don't know if he's a junior or senior or whatever he is, but I haven't paid much. And I'm as close as they can come to uh, Lobo basketball. Uh, Pope Benedict died. Uh, you saw that. And uh, let's see. Other stories. Uh, they, they count down their top 10 stories. If you want to jump in on any of this, uh, you certainly can. 550-5500. Call you the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie. And, and the rest of the Kiva, I just wanted to call and say, you know, it's been uh, quoted. Uh, may you live in interesting times. Uh, the year we've just experienced and the year to come are dark. But, you know, uh, hope lies in, in looking beyond the dark. And, and, yes, hope, they want it dead because they want us to stop resisting them. Yes, changing direction is required. And it is always, change is always difficult. But it is, it is the thing that we must have. And without faith, there is no hope. There you go like that uh, last one what's your name this is melvin oh hey melvin how are you thanks for listening i appreciate it and uh yeah i mean that was about what uh hour and 15 minutes i just went on and on and i appreciate you tuning in um changing up of the uh schedules that will be tomorrow but i think you've always been right on on a lot of this stuff i have to go back and look at all of our texts that we've had i don't know i feel like you've been texting me forever uh, let me look back at my other text message here. Yeah, I, I've been I've been listening in to you, Eddie, uh, for for a few years now, and I've really uh, I've come to respect what you have to to input. Uh, I feel often I can regurgitate what I've heard over weeks or, or years, and and come up with something uh, a, a new angle on something, but it's it's it in the end, like you said, what we come up with is our own thoughts are mm. rare. Yeah. I and that, that's a, go ahead. Sorry. Well, uh, I was, uh, I was just going to go on to say, you know, it, it's taken some time. I think I had suggested that we had issues within the Republican party from the very beginning when I started first started texting with you and it's, We've known this, but we've just didn't know how deep it was. And I think when Trump took office, he discovered that what he thought was a country he could save was far deeper than he thought it was. Yeah, and, and again, I think you know what we've learned from from Donald Trump is, uh, you know, he, he didn't take much. What he took sixteen dollars to do his job for the White House, but because of what he stood for, because they hated him so much. And this is the easy takeaway for anybody who just wants the clip notes on Donald Trump. They decided to go after him, expose him on his taxes, uh, make him responsible for something that he didn't create. And, you know, I think people just need to understand, like, who's ultimately in control. And um, there's different ways of extracting and creating and, and getting meaning out of your life. And I just don't believe that that politics is going to be able to help people in all of that. It uh, is no longer the modus operandi uh, of, of a- achieving social change. Uh, like what will happen will happen, will happen in a very minuscule way by people who are 
influencers, um, distributors of uh, di disruption, if you will, uh, people like myself. And, uh, you know, we all have to be very vigilant, protect ourselves uh, as well. And um, with the hope that people who will see the light will somehow find it within their very busy and uh, connected lives uh, to find a way to weave uh, a vote for, you know, uh, people who might actually, you know, because we can actually even, Melvin, as you know, trust the people who we do elect off, oftentimes. You know, uh, even when they get into power, once they hit Washington, D.C., uh, they became a, 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 a bad version of themselves. Uh, there's two senators in all of Washington, D.C. that I follow and one congressman. I follow Jim Jordan without fail, the only guy, in my opinion, uh, as far as uh, in congressional. I don't like these, these other uh, uh, two gals that have been doing what they're doing. I, I just, I'm tired of them swinging the bat. And then I like Rand Paul and Josh Hawley. And I think everybody else you can pretty much uh, throw out up in, in Washington, D.C., as I'm concerned. As far as I'm concerned, these are real disruptors and agents of change. And that's what you have to have. And that doesn't exist anywhere in the state of New Mexico. They put that to sleep when they put me to bed. Um, and I was when I was getting behind the type of person who would move things in a very slow manner, at least it would have been the opposite directions. We couldn't even get behind that. So, you know, as far as anything being done here in the state of New Mexico, not going to happen. Don't have to worry about no. that in the, in the near future. So, you know, people here locally need to find meaningful meaning in their own life and uh, maybe affect change at a city council level, for example, or, you know, maybe get involved uh, with a, a project that uh, they could volunteer or push forward or something like that. But, you know, all of this, um, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, where everyone gets together and and tries to, to do stuff. It just creates more liability for them and liability for all the people associated with that. They have managed to destroy, in my opinion, the most effective part of the First Amendment, which is our ability to assemble, uh, peacefully assemble. Uh, we can't even assemble anymore. And, and that, that was it. Once they prevented us from assembling and we prevent ourselves from assembling now, and they want us all off of the social media that they can control, which is TikTok, the rest of the media is completely and totally social media is completely worthless. Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. They have every, they have you dead to rights. If you have, if you have all your power, your, your profiles and everything on those uh, things, you're, you're as good as uh, proper chattel, if you will, of the U S government going forward. So there it is. Exactly. Uh, and just one more thought. Yes. As far as what we can do politically in the state of New Mexico, you're right. It is, it is over for, this generation, maybe two to come, where we can effect is in our immediate families, in our immediate households, the stories we tell around the table uh, with, with friends and family, um, and to step up and say, regardless of what the government says, we're still going to have a meal at the table. We're still going to... Right. Uh, communicate with each other right. that is where we have the, the potential for change not this generation yep but right. maybe down the road let me uh share something my dad sent me something that i was very upset about um <clears throat> and this was from uh jay leno and i uh i i hate these type of emails remember the email chains uh were what Facebook was in the uh, early 2000s, right? You'd be on an email yeah, chain, I hate it, like a, you know, 
150 people would be on it and everybody would be replying and your whole email box would fill up like a Facebook, right? And then, then it became your Facebook, all right? So this was from my dad. He sent this on December 20th. And it said, the best years to be born in and we got to experience it all. The adventures, wars, and technology developed generations after future generations will never experience what we did. What a generation we turned out to be. At the end of this email is a quote of the month by Jay Leno. To all the kids who survived the 30s, 40s, and the 50s. First, we survived being born to mothers who may have smoked and or drank while they were pregnant. They took aspirin, ate blue cheese, dressing tuna from a can, and didn't get tested for diabetes. And after that trauma, we were put to sleep on our tummies in the baby cribs covered with bright colored lead-based paint. We had no childproof lids on medicine bottles, locks on doors, cabinets, and when we rode our bikes, we had baseball caps, not helmets, on our heads. As infants and children, we would ride with cars with no car seats, no booster seats, no seatbelts, no airbags, all tires, and sometimes brakes. Riding in, in the back of a pickup truck on a warm day was always a special treat. We drank water from a garden hose and not from a bottle. We shared one soft drink with four friends from one bottle, and no one actually died from this. We ate cupcakes, white bread, real butter, and bacon. We drank Kool-Aid, made the real white sugar, and we weren't overweight. Why? Because we were always outside playing. That's why. We would leave home in the morning and play all day as long as we were back on the streetlights came on. No one was able to reach us all day, and we were okay. We would spend hours building our go-karts out of scraps and then ride them down the hill, only to find out that we forgot about brakes. After running into the bushes a few times, we learned to solve the problem. We did not play have PlayStations, Nintendo, and Xboxes. There were no video games, no 150 channels on cable, no video movies or DVDs, no surround sound or CDs, no cell phones, no personal computers, no internet, no chat rooms. We had friends, and we went outside and found them. We fell out of trees, got cut, broke bones, lost teeth, and there were no lawsuits from those accidents. We would get spankings with wooden spoons, switches, ping-pong paddles, and a bare hand, and no one would call child services to report abuse. We ate worms and mud pies made from dirt, and the worms did not live in us forever. We were given BB guns for our 10th birthdays, 22 rifles for our 12th, rode horses, made up games with sticks and tennis balls, and although we were told it would happen again, we did, it put out very many, we did not put out very many eyes. We rode bikes or walked to a friend's house and knocked on the door, rang the bell, or just walked and talked to them. Little League had tryouts, and not everyone made the team. Those who didn't had to learn to deal with disappointment. Imagine that. The idea of being a parent bailing us out if we broke the law was unheard of. They actually sided with the law. These generations have produced some of the best risk takers, problem solvers, and inventors ever. Let me repeat that line. These generations have produced some of the best risk takers, problem solvers, and inventors ever. The past 60 to 85 years have seen an explosion of innovation of new ideas. We had freedom, failure, success, and responsibility. We learned how to deal with it all. If you're one of those born between 1925 and 1959, congratulations. You might want to share this with others who have had the luck to grow up as kids before the lawyers and the government regulated so much of our lives for our own good. While you're at it, forward this to your kids. All right. So, And all of them. Oh, here we go. Melvin, say it, please. Go ahead. And the average education from the public schools was eighth grade for them. They didn't get the indoctrination that we have today. Okay. So before we say make America great again, I'm going to, I'm going to, I was hoping you'd say something else, but you didn't. Now, that generation born 1925 to 1959 
and I think a couple of my listeners uh, should chime in on this and see if they agree or disagree, are the reason we are experiencing all of these problems today because they created the social innovations of control and technologicalization uh, and all of the regulations and all of the extractions and the godless pursuits that they have created. And most of all, they have never given up power, not of corporations, not of societies. These are the same a-holes that have been running this country for the last 40 years, and they won't give it up. We have octogenarians, we have septuagenarians who are continuing to cling to power and run for their eighth, ninth, tenth, and eleventh time for Congress or for Senate, or for and we have a a man who's been in Washington D.C. for more than fifty years who has archaic ideas who's now running this. They will not give it up, and yet they sit here and have the audacity to tell uh, to turn around to us and tell us, Melvin, tell us like Leno said, the best years to be born in, and we got to experience it all. They got to take it for them all but they got to take it all for themselves. The most selfish generation is the group of people born between 1925 and 1960, period. They were the first generation to benefit from the greatest generation because none of them, not a one of them, ever had to go to war that a war wasn't manufactured. World War II was not manufactured, but every war after that, including the Korean War and the Vietnam War and the rest of this made-for-TV spillage coming up from a government propaganda, which they fell under. Not to mention, let's not forget that these were the people for the first to uh, 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 take as many drugs, uh, disinhibiting drugs, LSD, all the rest of that stuff, all during a time when we were literally at full employment in 1968, 69, and 1970. And yet they sit here and brag about what a great world they left us behind. Well, without them, if we didn't have them, we wouldn't be printing money the way that, they were, that we were. They wouldn't be extending credit the way that they were. We wouldn't have created all of these uh, uh, basically vacuous institutions which have uh, permanently crippled the United States of America. The people in that generation are at the helm because they thought that they were entitled. And now they're bragging about it, being entitled and leaving nothing for my children and the next generations going further, Mel- Melvin. What do you think about that? I agree. Let me read you what I, I wrote. agree. Let me read you what I wrote back to my dad. Okay. Yeah. I cannot agree with this. The best years are in front of us. You don't get to have them for yourselves. That America bred what we currently have. Gen X has never taken over. Gen Xers are fearless, smart, can do things while the previous generation tries to legislate morality while skipping out on their own morality. While virtue signaling while sowing the seeds of fear and anti-freedom. Those guys are still in power. We have 70, 80-year-olds running this country. Biden, Trump, CEOs of corrupt companies. We're tired of hearing about it. Time for them to hand over the reins. They won't. They will shut us down with COVID or war or some other made-up bullcrap. Let's hope we get to 2026, 250 years. The founders believed in God. We're seeing a world where people have only taken for themselves. God is in everything. He's the only thing. I want my children to experience a world greater than the one we inherited. Oversexualized, evil, indulgent, corrupt thieves. Eddie, Merry Christmas. That's what we've inherited. An entitled group of people who thought they had it better and who don't want better for the next generation. That is the group that was bred by the greatest generation. A bunch of spoiled nincompoops, if you will. What do you think? Yes who have further entitled the following generations 
uh, on a level that only those like you and I and others that freely think, but, uh, and, and we find our way, but there are so many who have been, de- been denied their own minds. Well, I don't know what you think about, um, about the last hour and 15 minutes, but, um, I hope that you, Melvin, are choosing the meaning for your own life and how it's going to be meaningful to you. Cause I don't know how many years you have left on this earth. Um, and I don't know how many, <laughs> Not of us do. I don't know uh, how many years I have left on this earth, but they're trying to convince us that life is meaningless. They're trying to remove any last pieces of hope. And they're trying to remove every last possible form of control of our own ability to say what we want, to be able to defend our own lives, to be able to have the right to privacy, and to be able to go ahead and exist uh, peacefully. They don't want to let us let us do that. So we'll leave it there. Happy New All Year. All right. Well, God be with you. Happy New Year. And we'll hear from some others. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye. 550 500 if you want to uh, call in. Uh, <clears throat> help people see the truth, Eddie. Reality is not what we are trained to believe. The people supposedly running this country are just part of the big machine. They're paid puppets on the take for power and money. Um, yep. City declares week-long emergency curfew after rampage of shootings. You see this? See this? This is in Arkansas, this little place in Arkansas. Let's see. <laughs> All right, let me uh, continue uh, wrapping on the year. And remember, I will be on air tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Clyde Lewis uh, will be on at uh, 3 a.m. So back to the devastating wildfires. That didn't matter. I mean, the absurdity of that, right? How that didn't even impact Michelle Lujan Grisham. And she had a small hand in how all of that uh, was was done. Um, Let's see. The helicopter crash. Yet another example, right? This is uh, direct from the Albuquerque Journal. And what was the deadliest incident involving law enforcement in the state's history and among the deadliest involving first responders? Three members of the Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office and Bernalillo County firefighter were killed in a helicopter crash in July near Las Vegas, New Mexico. Uh, Larry Corrin, 55, Fred Beers, 51, Michael Levison, 30, and Matt King, 44, returned to Albuquerque after helping fight a fire in the Las Vegas area when the helicopter plunged to the ground. There you go. Um, they were in a helicopter that was, I believe, manufactured like in 1967. I checked the running on the maintenance on all of that stuff. Uh, I remember Jay Block like trying to argue with me. I'd have to go back to those types of things. Like, well, maybe your contention was wrong. Like, no, I don't think so. Because if you looked at that particular helicopter was out of service uh, for a while, then it came back on and then it was doing some hops and it had a very busy long day and uh you know those um firefighters in my opinion deserve to be made uh whole them and their families um you might remember this muslim men killed i was the first one to tell you that uh that this was not a a job of the white supremacy as uh many of the democrats and the rest of them said that was definitely going to be the case Uh, much of albuquerque's muslim community was cloaked cloaked in fear during a series of shootings that left our Muslim men dead and focused national and international attention on the city. For what? It's within the Muslim community. 
Sayed had been charged with three counts of first-degree murder in the deaths of the men and also considered a suspect in the shooting deaths of Mohammed Ahmadi, 62, on November 7, 2021. Remains in custody, but no trial date has been set. On August 9th, a member of the local Muslim community from Afghanistan was arrested as a result of the investigations into the shooting deaths of Afab Hussein, Muhammad Afal Hussein, and Nahim Hussein, uh, not necessarily all related. So uh, there you go. Um, looked into that. Uh, again, you know, I know the inside stories on all of uh, this stuff, and I gave you the information uh, on it. So when it came to the uh, fire that was started, that was a very, very busy um, forced uh, forced service employee uh, who uh, basically wanted to establish uh, a, a fire early in May, and that's how that happened. And I know somebody who works with the Forest Service in management who told me that story. So there you go. All right. Um, then you got the Muslims, and you got this. Okay, so uh, Department of Transportation to probe Southwest cancellations. Uh, I want to talk about this just for a moment, if I can, uh, because I know what happened here as well. Uh, it, it is not what you think. <laughs> so how does an airline go from like December 20th to December 31st when it was having as many cancellations as 60 to 65 to 70% of its cancellations, okay? And here's what I was told, okay? Here's what I was told, and I'm going to leave it here because I cannot report beyond, I cannot report beyond what I was told. So we'll say it, we'll say it this way. So I was told that there was four died suddenly events, four of them. Of Southwest Airlines pilots. Two of them in midair. What I was told. Okay. Now the back channels of communications amongst the pilots due to a forced vaccination, despite other airlines not having that. Remember, you know, Spirit Airlines, I think, declined had had like two percent cancellations, Frontier had one percent cancellations. Delta, United, I think they were like one, two, three percent cancellations. I know there's probably a website where you can see on those days what percentage of cancellations. But nobody, but nobody had 62, 66, and 69 percent of their flights canceled on those days. It got so bad because I'm a, you know, whatever, an A-lister. It got so bad that if your flight was canceled, they were counting those points and they as as counting as if you actually took those flights. Moreover, we all got $100 vouchers, $200 vouchers without even getting them, which are next to impossible to get from Southwest Airlines, folks. That's insane. To keep the pilots from blowing the lid on the forced vaccinations and the sudden, died suddenly uh, uh, impacts that had happened to those pilots. So I am told. Well, we'll leave it right there. That is what has happened. So they all decided to go back to work because ostensibly, okay, ostensibly, the Southwest pilots were no longer forced to take the booster, the additional boosters due to the outbreak in, in November of the RSV. So just, uh, just, some, just some more food for thought for you as to what really happened. And to test this theory, all you'd have to do is look at how do you have 66% of the uh, flights canceled one day and the next day, literally the next day, you have 0% of the flights canceled?
that doesn't happen if it's just weather. That happens with people just going back to work. So, um, all right, uh, another big story, UNM campus uh, shootout. I think we all sort of kind of got to the bottom of that uh, collectively. Uh, the uh, athletic director for uh, New Mexico State University should be removed. Uh, we we do know that the coaches did their very best to hide the um, gun uh, for New Mexico State University. Uh, they they knew where it was. Uh, there's some back channel communications that were happening during the overnight time. Uh, it, despite the fact that the man was lured, uh, that the basketball player was lured onto the campus. He was involved in a prior fracas at the uh, New Mexico State University homecoming uh, inner rivalry game. I don't know if it was homecoming, but rivalry game with the University of New Mexico. The long and the short of it, nothing was done about that, uh, and he wasn't removed from the team. He had other um, involvement of, we'll call them assailants, uh, given that they were there. I don't know how they got access to the yellow uh, vehicle that they did and were able to uh, take the. Um, man who survived the fracas between the two one died one one lived and the one uh, who died was uh supposedly an honor student over at the university of new mexico but uh, he had a gun and then the basketball player brought a gun with him for what reason i don't know i guess I, he was just trying to go to the university of new mexico to go meet a girl to have sex with her but um, apparently uh he needed a gun uh, to protect him his his person at uh, three in the morning, but uh, the UNM campus shootout probably uh, shouldn't be the only thing uh, that people should be noting about the University of New Mexico campus. We should note uh, three other violent incidents uh, where Tommy Laren was attacked, uh, and then two other, uh, Charlie Kirk, I believe, uh, he was attacked uh, while he was there. Uh, University of New Mexico is where, you know, all terrible uh, of violence got to be the the least safe campus in the United States. It's not a place where I don't believe that anybody, any one of us would want to send our children uh, to school. So uh, there it is. It looks like it was Mike Peak, um, 21. So he should be tried as an adult for the murder of uh, Brandon Travis, uh, who was 19 years of age. And by the way, this particular murder happens as the second one involving a university athlete from the state of New Mexico. Uh, you might remember very famously the death on uh, Cinco de Mayo uh, celebration night uh, in Knob Hill, where a uh, young man, a uh, baseball player, was uh, was killed. And uh, subsequently, the uh, legendary baseball coach at the University of Mexico, Mr. Ray Birmingham, the following season after the completion of that season, uh, resigned uh, his position. So, And then, then we have uh, this. So... Uh, Education not at the forefront of what people are getting out of the University of New Mexico these days. Uh, charges uh, apparently against other people are also coming in. Jonathan Smith, Ellie Shaw Upshaw persuaded UNM student Maya Hill, who had been texting with Peak to arrange a meeting on campus, the New Mexico State University basketball player. It occurred when Peak arrived on campus at 3 a.m. Travis shot Peak in the leg, and Peak returned fire, killing Travis. I don't know if that's the free uh, sequence of events. It could have been that, you know, one one shot before, but all that stuff will be negotiated uh, in court. Uh, biggest uh, story for 2022, the year that was so terrible, 
resulted in the re-election of Michelle Lujan Grisham. Uh, the Albuquerque Journal reads, Democratic Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham championing abortion access and pointing to legislative accomplishments that include tax cuts, <laughs> gun control, and teacher pay raises defeated Republican candidate and former TV meteorologist Mark Ronchetti to earn a second term. Uh, in her victory speech, Lujan Grisham promised, promised four more years of rebuilding and fighting for students and educators. Her administration has supported tuition-free college for in-state students, expanded preschool, no-pay daycare, and enhanced health care subsidies for low-income students. During the height of the pandemic, Lujan Grisham focused on promoting COVID-19 vaccinations, especially in Native American communities. Yep, and uh, you saw how well that worked out. Now, Trevor, who is the cartoonist, uh, for uh, the Albuquerque Journal had a lot of uh, very funny things that were not, that were very truthful. There's, you can get a lot out of the comic. Uh, he, he, I think, became increasingly cynical in 2022. I'll start here. <clears throat> this is um, the year in review, Trevor Spective. This is the only reason. I wish I had a Trevor comic, like just one so I could hang in the studio. Trevor, if you're a fan, I would, that would be awesome. If you could just draw something. I don't know, maybe my DUI or something, you could do that. Um, it says, it has uh, two men standing in front of at Ace Glass Repair. In case of pandemic, break glass. And in it, it has emergency order and uh, number 2022-101. And then it's got glass recycling. And these Ace Repair guys apparently are there all the time. It says, yeah, it's steady work. But after two dozen trips... It's getting a bit old. Office of the governor, her screaming into the phone. Uh, looks like expletives, uh, but very funny. Good little uh, one there. Um, there's a MLG on a TV with two men at the bar in New Mexico. And she says, ta-da, no more mask mandates. Remember that came in on February of this year. I think it was like February 11th or something. No more emergency, November emergency. Uh, so that is the very cynical look at Michelle Lujan Grisham. That the reason why she removed the mask ultimately was because it would have been very unpopular had she kept them on and, and prevented her from becoming reelected. So good, astute political uh, observation there, Mr. Trevor. Uh, let's see, we've got uh, Albuquerque next 15 exits. Lodging, tent, tent town, Camp Canvas, TP City, Camp Chef Place, Pitchett Place. I hear housing market is really tight here and uh, at the bottom. In uh, that hole, it says, it says land of encampment. So there's a good one. Um, let's see. The last one we prescribed, how did it work out from the U.S. Forest Service? And then it's got a burned up man in New Mexico. It says there were some serious, serious side effects. Um, then some other ones that are right here. So another man, a Republican at a bar says four more years with MLG celebrating. And it says four more beers. Wow. Yep, I think uh, at least at least that, uh, right? So it was a tough year for Republicans, but maybe not. They didn't seem to convince uh, that much over losing that particular race. Uh, I think more people in the Republican Party wanted Mark Ronchetti to lose than wanted him to win. Notice I didn't say Republicans. I said in the Republican Party. Uh, we set another homicide record. I didn't check out the ABQ raw numbers. Um, you know, those guys do a... They, they've... They've done well for themselves. They now have a car or a truck that has some sort of logos on it and stuff. So good for them. I'm happy about that. I'm a subscriber myself. abqraw.com. Let's see where we get the final numbers. Bernalillo County has a new sheriff, uh, SWAT, uh, blah, blah, blah. Let's see, politics, DWI. Nope. 
going a little little too promoed here. Here we go. The 2022 homicide map resulted in, and this includes everything, uh, top to bottom. So let's see what we've got. Um, last one. It looks like 168, 171, 171 homicides, including. So those are all people killed, and they've got everything mapped and everything. ABQ raw. Uh, dot com. The last uh, few, uh, let's see, Southwest Albuquerque, Third Street on Bridge, one baby, a triple shooting. Police say at least two were shot in some sort of gunfighting at a home. Witnesses said there were up to three who may have been shot. Uh, and this uh, particular incident happened, 168th homicide happened in the southeast uh, part of town. But anyway, you could read them all there. I'm not about to go through them all. And, you know, it becomes sort of numb uh, after a while. You know, we spent so much time saying, hey, you know, we want to prevent these types of things from happening. It would have taken a whole lot more than just me being mayor for that to happen. But I think if you would have had a mayor who's out visiting, you know, working very tightly with police, very tightly with city councilors, and, you know, figuring out a way to pinpoint some of this stuff and what you can do in preventative measures, you know, it certainly could have been reduced uh, part of the pre from the previous year, but it, but it did not, was not. So, you know, we have what we have. You got what you deserved, Albuquerque, and congratulations. Uh, Fabian Gonzalez uh, convicted, you know, um, long overdue. Should have got more than what he got. Uh, he'll be out in 18 years. Um, but uh, he got 37 and a half years. What is that, 19? Yeah, 18 years, I said. So, yeah, so that's about right. So 18 and a half years is when he'll be out. Uh, and he apparently already had another girlfriend, which was sort of disgusting. Other big stories uh, included in the Albuquerque Journal. They had the uh, tram rescue that happened in the beginning of the year last year, you might remember. Uh, detention center deaths, 41-year-old woman who died November 30th while detoxing from drugs or alcohol. You hear a lot about that. I think the number of overdoses, I, I noticed that there's no tracking of that. ABQ Raw might want to, uh, uh, those might be a little bit easier to, to do. Uh, Murder Mike this year, uh, by the way, no longer doing that because the walkie-talkies or the uh, CBs and all that kind of stuff were shut down, so I was not able to do anything uh, with that. So we weren't able to track any longer. So I'm glad that Albuquerque Ross figured out another way to do it. I think they got a better working relationship, um, plus they're, they're less politically aspirational, I should probably say. That might be the way to, to characterize that. Uh, Coronado Pork closed. Um, you might remember we put a lot of pressure uh, by way of this radio station on one Brooke Basson, uh, and then uh, Tim Keller, uh, and that was to prevent, you know, the NIMBY crowd from just going crazy, but inevitably uh, Tim got his way. Maybe that was by design. Brooke Basson is up for re-election this year. Hard to believe it's been four years, but uh, there you go. There you have it, folks. Not, no bueno uh, there. And then the state revenue windfall fueled by an oil production boom and uptick in consumer spending. Mexico's revenue surged to record high levels this year paving the way for lawmakers to authorize three rounds of tax rebates that amounted to as much as $15 per household for state families. And that's another way that uh, you could finally achieve it. Uh, uh, by the way, another four years is making sure that everybody has money in their pockets. So that is uh, kind of a big deal. Uh, let's see. What else do they have here in the, the journal that they put in? Oh, they have some cowship awards. We'll leave those away. But anyway, you can pick all that kind of stuff up. Uh, I would, in these last 10 minutes, sorry, sorry, Mr. Phone call there. 
Um, in these last 10 minutes, I would probably say this. There's a lot of new stuff coming up on the radio. And here's the big one for me. AG says teens death in blaze was avoidable. Of course it was. <laughs> but nobody was even looking for the, the, the boy. He had no help and nothing was ever done. You might remember that uh, we talked live on air with someone who uh, knew the family and what had gone through there and how difficult they had been trying to, to deal with that. So that changed our perspective. Um, back the middle of last year, I want to say last May or June, uh, when all that happened. All right. So uh, anyway, lots of uh, new things focused just on the station, uh, politics, I think for the most part dead, uh, in, uh, 2024 and 2026, I think there's some good opportunities, uh, for things to happen in 2023. And certainly, um, we are interested in that. I am personally interested in just doing my own radio show. Um, and just focusing on nothing but national news and the next day news and video and doing that for the next uh, 90 days. So plus I've got other things that I've got to negotiate, um, you know, in addition uh, to, you know, going into, I think, a more difficult economic year. Uh, we've lost a few advertisers. Uh, that was naturally going to happen if I decided to go ahead and, you know, step aside for my four to seven uh, slot. Um, somebody will will inevitably come by and say that they can do what I was doing. Good luck with that. We'll see how that goes for you. Um, like I said, it takes a lot to do what I do uh, and always has. I own the radio station. I run the radio station. I do the programming. I do my own show. I do all that stuff. And I'm just, I'm burnt. Um, and so I'm finding a new found, as you hear my kids uh, screaming in the other room. The other thing that's really important for me is to also be around my kids more. Uh, so that will allow me with my new time uh, for the next uh, 10 years of uh, my children, 10 and 12 years of my kids' lives, uh, for me to go ahead and uh, do as much as I can with them. And you know how time flies uh, for everybody. Uh, once your kids hit fifth grade, it's like they've graduated high school. And I cannot allow my son not to have me in his life because I was busy talking to the city of Albuquerque every day about problems that um, they don't want to solve. <laughs> so if I can make a difference in one person's life, my son, as opposed to, I guess, more more people or have more influence, I would much rather do that. Uh, so that's an easy choice for me. It's a no-brainer, in fact. And you would choose the very same, especially if you knew that you had love for something that was uh, beyond yourself. So um, I want to kind of finish up also with where I began, with uh, thanking the wonderful people who have listened to the radio station for so long and have been such great supporters and who have supported our advertisers and supported me and supported all of that. Um, uh, my deepest thanks to all of you. This is why we and I specifically do this. I don't know, you know, uh, especially on the weekends, I, I would say that, you know, it, that's really a push for me right now. Uh, I, haven't wa I haven't seen um, the return that I'd like to see uh, on the weekend stuff. And I think, you know, our guys, you know, have to work harder uh on the weekends to do better shows uh too and we can't just keep banging the drunk so they're they're gonna go ahead and have to be have to be able to take more criticism and i'm gonna offer uh some of that and um you know i'm gonna lose at least one show uh on purpose uh, which will happen next week so it's good it gives me five or six days to let these people know that they will no longer be on the radio station so i'm excited about that um and you know i'm gonna keep it as much as I can locally centered on Saturdays uh, for you guys. So you guys can all tune in. And then 
we got away. Uh, there's nothing for sale on the station. Um, all that stuff that happened uh, while I had a <laughs> while I had a partner, if you want to call it that, and certainly not that. I was uh, I was in a more <clears throat> supportive uh, capacity there. So I've always been better off just doing stuff on my own, not having to you know worry and think about and incorporating other people's um, ideas about stuff into what I do. I was successful on my own for a reason. And uh, I do at times wish that uh, I still had Langston because uh, in my opinion, Langston was somebody who was selfless and, and reliable and uh, he could also do the mic uh, stuff, not to mention produce his own show. So um, I have the deepest respect uh, for Langston. Um, uh, during the COVID part, you know, I fought hard. Uh, did a lot of things, created a lot of opportunities, I think, for people uh, to, you know, avenues for us to fight back. None of those were ever embraced, um, neither by the churches, yes, including Legacy, uh, neither by the Republican Party. Um, they weren't embraced by anywhere. I would say that Steve Smotherman and the stuff that he has uh, done and how I've come to know him, uh, probably one of the best things to come out of COVID was Steve's uh, response to the governor and how he handled everything. And I wish the greatest blessings on on uh, Steve and his congregation, of which I'm now a part of, and I'm excited about that. And I'm excited about what, what Pastor Smotherman is doing. A, a truly blessed man, truly a blessed congregation, truly blessed uh, that, that we're going to have them on the air 9 o'clock Saturday, Sunday mornings. Um, and one of the things that's really important to me uh, with regard to, uh, you know, sort of, illustrating how successful they are just much like me is the ability to give and donate. They, they are the largest donors to the make a wish foundation and his Christmas mass was second to none. And the man and what he's assembled and what he's put together, uh, as well as uh, the rest of the people there who are God fearing, God loving, you know, Bible reading, uh, Christians uh, that are out there, uh, in my opinion, represent the best opportunity for change in the state of New Mexico going forward. For it is going to be by faith and faith alone uh, that uh, we are going to be able to have hope, as Melton uh, indicated before. So um, I encourage each and every one of you uh, to find a spiritual well, to find something beyond you, to find life uh, to be meaningful and with a tremendous amount of hope for you personally. Uh, set aside a number of goals or a goal or something that you want to achieve. Um, don't believe in the nihilism and the suicide uh, talk that uh, is permeating every vacuous orifice of social media that is uh, out there and every self-indulgent, narcissistic, and uh, petulant, um, victimized uh, me person that is out there. These are people who must be done away with and uh, seeing that they uh, inevitably believe in the demise of them and their own souls. Uh, you shouldn't stand in the way of them doing that. Nobody asked you to come into this world to save another person. Nobody asked you to come into this world uh, to be somebody's savior. If you happen to be that at a time when it means something and you offer up your life for somebody else to do it, as uh, you know, that is possibly the greatest gift you could ever bestow upon somebody else, uh, much less yourself uh, by you know, claiming to believe in uh, life uh, uh, ever after, which I believe is something that I believe in. And I know that I would do that. But I will reiterate something to each and every one of you. Um, save yourself first. Like that old 
story about um i should say a parable or story it's really just something that is suggested so often for people who you know go to therapy or go to some sort of um place where <laughs> they know that they need some help and uh, the psycho you know psychotherapist or whatever the therapist will ultimately tell them it's like before you can do anything make sure that you put on your mask first if you're you know in an airplane you're caught with a bunch of people before you put on your you know your daughters or your sons so yes that's what i would say say to you uh, love yourself believe enough in yourself uh, focus on yourself and that'll allow you to love other people uh as well and i don't mean leave that in a me me way but just say how what by improving yourself how you're going to offer up something better for the world i think that is the most important thing um that we could possibly be so um without further ado tomorrow i start at 8 8 p.m i'm excited about that and um i will tell you that um it's a new phase for me it's a new phase for a lot of other people and i hope other people pick up the mantle for running and doing things and all that i just don't have anything in me politically um uh, nor would i as long as i exist in this uh, four walls of this state uh, ever again. So uh, I'm not optimistic for that. I am optimistic, very optimistic for the city council races next year, but uh, we'll leave it at that. I wanna, again, once again, congratulate Mark Ronchetti for his 2020 and 2022 runs, both of which were almost exactly the same percentages. Um, You know, I wanna uh, wanna remind everybody that the opportunity was missed um, by everyone. Um, by not choosing to change. And that's sad. Uh, that's the most I can possibly um, state from all of that. And it is sad because uh, there's so many people who hate Albuquerque and who hate New Mexico and want it to change, but love it enough to make it want to change. But fortunately, there's still uh, the darkness is still outshining the light uh, when it comes to voting, when it comes to political activism, et cetera, et cetera. And I can tell you right now with your uh, current leadership in the Republican Party, not much is going to change there. So we'll leave it there. See you tomorrow, 8 p.m. Stay tuned. Ben Ferguson is live 24 hours a day, Monday through Saturday. The Rock of Talk, AM 